Well, hello everyone. Welcome to World at War Comics. My next guest is an amazing artist, Mr. Vladimir Popov. Vladimir, thank you for joining. I cannot wait to talk to you um, and all the different things that you worked on. You've worked on it quite a bit, man. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, I did a lot of stuff for the past, well, 12 years or so. Awesome. Mostly on the indie side, but uh, nonetheless, lots of cool comics. Some of them are behind, so hopefully yeah. the audience can catch up. <laughs> some I'm really familiar with, too, so I can't wait to talk about some of those uh, titles. But what I'd like to do, Vladimir, if we could kind of go back in time and understand uh, where your passion for comic books and art started in your life. Okay, well, um, that started like when I was like around four or five. I basically, I'm, I'm 41 by 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 this uh, show, and I basically learned to read through comic books, specific, specifically Disney comic books, you know, the, the cartoony stuff like from the 80s and the 80s child. So those were quite popular in the Balkans uh, during uh, that era, you know, be, before... Uh, in the old country, which was Yugoslavia. So we printed, the country printed pretty much everything, like for Marvels, for European stuff, Italian, like everything. So we had plenty of all. And I was like, my dad fed me with all those Disney comics and stuff. And like, you know, first car first cartoon was like Asterix, Spider-Man and Superman. So early on I was brought into it and I loved it. And I never stopped reading after that. And then the passion developed like when I was like seven or eight years old. Then the passion for like you know driving developed, and I was like, "This is cool. I'd like to do it." Yeah. And then I started driving as you know in elementary school as a hobby, and then I picked up from there. And uh, eventually, you know, in the teenage years, high school years, I found out about some amazing artists. I found out out about uh, learned uh, learned to drive the Marvel way by Stanley and John Buscema, which was like you know the the epic. Yes. So. So I studied that, and then I studied a lot of like creators, like you know John and uh, Mobius and you know Mark Celeste, Mike, Michael Turner, the Frank Rosetta, and the whole wave of um, the you know the legacy artists. So I kind of like was immersed most of the time as a hobby into that. And then when you know the university came, I studied IT, and when I finished that, I worked like, in twenties, like I worked various jobs, and around 27, 28, I was like. I would like to try myself at like making a living with this, see if I can do it. Like the intern came and then I Googled it up, made my website, made my portfolio and, you know, approached like a job, started querying publishers and, you know, used the technology Facebook. And, you know, that was like the only social network at the time, like 2009, 2010. So basically I kind of like used the technology to break into comics the international wave way so that's that's kind of like my curve of uh, development for the past 30 years and all, all the way like you know like i i drew i you know read i studied so that that's like i'm still doing that by the way now uh for the, in 2019 i enrolled in uh phd studies for arts and humanities so now i'm writing a doctoral dissertation from the social scientists, like philosophy and like that, that different approach on comic books. So I'm combining like the experience and the knowledge and like, kind of like a giving back to community, but uh, 
also it's it's really interesting to see you know how how comics uh, developed over like some 130 years in the past wow yeah. so that's that's kind of my trajectory of work <laughs> what was the first publisher that you broke into was it a publisher in serbia or was it in the us um well um i published my first comic book in 1999 when i was 16 years old in my hometown in serbia it was like a you know like a comics underground fanzine or something like like a magazine stuff it was like one page and um it was it was actually my my practice comic book for learn to draw the marvel way so that, that a few friends published that and that was that was official like my break into comics like what, what was years the ago. genre was it was it like a superhero a superhero superhero yeah. yeah yeah i designed a few superheroes who were fighting on a you know rooftop and in New York or something like that. That's awesome. You and a bunch of friends kind of built up that comic book? No, I built it up all my all on my own in my oh, room. And then like I hanged out with friends and then they were like, let's do it. Like, let's publish in a magazine. I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was like the the, the the official break into comics. But uh, my first publisher is a small press publisher from Ohio titled Broken Icon Comics, and uh, they found about me on the digital webbing forum, you know, the legendary forum that you know, everybody was breaking in there. So we connected, and then for like the whole, you know, it was like October 2010 when we made a contact, and then they hired me to do coloring. They wanted me to do colors. And at that time, I was like, I wasn't really sure how I'm going to lean into. Like, I, I had drawings, I had scripts, I had like colors, I had like, you know, like, here's everything. And then they were like, we need a colors. Uh, we like your colors. Let's, let's see what we're going to do. And that's how I started. And for the next year, year and a half, I worked closely with them. I was almost like a staff member, mm -hmm. kind of like an art director or something. Like, they took me in and then we I developed their website and then they, just, they started a comic book convention, Tri-State Con, between like, Virginia and Ohio and I think it's Kentucky or Missouri. I can I can't remember, but you know around Virginia and Ohio. And then I was kind of like a kind of like a community manager, like helping out with that through online. And I did some web comics with them. So that was my first publisher. We're still friends, and um, I met some of them in New York. Some of them hoping to meet in in the future. Because like you know, one of them didn't like going outside Ohio, so it was okay. <laughs> so that was the first official break into comics in the US. And then soon after, around March, April, um, I got an offer from Boom Studios. I added a few people on Facebook. I sent them emails. I googled them. I liked what they're doing, and I'm like, I'd like to work with you. And then they offered me some test pages for uh, Steed and Miss Peel mm. show, the British show. And I did a few covers and they were like, we have another test for you. Here is a like a page of Hellraiser. And like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I did it. And Clive Barker gave me, you know, space. He liked my work and he wanted to see what I can do. 
and he was like give 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 him freedom and give him like the space to be creative so they put me on a series and then for the next two two and a half years i worked on hellraiser and the other book from five barker next testament wow that's that's a big name man yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah that's awesome. i never met him but um you know he he always gave me through support through the, the editors and everything so that was that was my big break into comic like here's licensing stuff and like you know jump into That's five big... so there you go you want it you got it no <laughs> you know cool stuff yeah. <laughs> so That's and then cool. other stuff you know came through boom studios like you know robocop and create your own stuff and a bunch of other stuff and then in around 2012 i got um i got to work on a project for boom studios titled dark light that was a space opera, and that, that's when I met uh, Piotr Kowalski for the first time, which, you know, we worked together on a bunch of other stuff, which we'll talk later. And soon after that, in 2013, uh, I met Andrea Muti. And, like, he's, like, the partner in crime. Like, we worked together, like, <laughs> for the past 10 years. We produced over 1,000 pages together. So wow. we did a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's how I actually broke break, you know, depending, you know, what what we're gonna call it, like into the industry in 2012. Yeah. So you, you break yeah. in you're, you're so you're you're an artist, but you also do a uh, colorist. You could kind of do everything, right? Are, do you do sequential art as well, or is that not your thing? Uh, I know how to do it. Yeah. I know how to do it. I have my own style, mm -hmm. but um Mostly, I I work as a colorist. Yeah, that's uh, that's my field of expertise for now. That's kind of, kind of like how I profile myself, you know, based on my temperament, like emotions and like compositional stuff and everything. But I do enjoy painting. I do enjoy drawing. And at some point, uh, I might do my own comic book. But for now, I'm like not stop like it was like a roller coaster. Most of the time, I was fully booked. And you know, there's always something that needs to be colored, and people like you know. Here you can do it. Yeah, yeah. So I do, I do, but I do think it's important. Even though I work as a colorist, it's important to know how to do the art. It's important to read the art and see what the artist was trying to tell, and you know, through script and everything, because he's doing adaptation of script, and I'm doing a adaptation of uh, line art. So that that I do think is important, and knowing how the art works helps a lot. Also knowing the artist, artist helps a lot as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, a, a colorist is so important um, to the overall storytelling, right? Especially yeah. you know, when you're making genre switches. Like I assume Hellraiser is a lot different than where monsters lie from a a colorist standpoint, right? The dark tones and the, you know, what you're trying to portray. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty interesting. Is that what you fell in love with on the colorist side? Like what is the attraction um, on the colorist side of it? Is it that ability to kind of draw out those emotions of the reader um, by taking that art and putting the color to it that will draw out that emotion? In a way, yeah. But what I felt in love the most was the, you know, opportunity to express in different genres and to have more freedom because I can do it faster than the artist. And then I can like, and also the, the coolest thing is like, I can be both the reader and the artist as a colorist, you know, like I experienced 
true script and true line art, like in black and white comic, and then I like figure it out. So in a way, the expression of ideas, you know, and toning down, thinking about how, going, how the scene is going to go, what I want to portray, what kind of emotion. So I, I read a lot of psychology on colors and psychology on people and everything, it, you know, to figure out what to do and to try to figure out and talk, and talk with artists and, and the writer, like what's important, you know, for the story. So I do like that 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 approach and i do like that thing in coloring because it gives me freedom to kind of like you know be a director of lighting and be a kind of like a my own story director with it so that's that's one of the things that i do find interesting and you know how are you going to like how are you going to reinvent this next scene for example hellraiser is a horror genre um where Monsters Lies is also a horror, but these are like two different types of horror. So like I was doing something here while I was doing something else over here. And it's this is a creator owned stuff. This is a licensed property. So there are like rules that you need to follow, you know. So that's interesting to me. Like those kind of like sandboxes where I get to play yeah. and uh, express myself. And also how I feel as a as a, as, a, as a creator, how I feel those stories. You know, I sometimes put some something like how this story made me feel, so I kind of try to put those feelings in. And like those are the things that um, are interesting to me as a as a colorist. And also I, I get to work with several publishers. You know, through like few few months, like when we have like three different projects with three different publishers, multiple people. So it's kind of dynamic, you know, more dynamic than when, when I had to sit and, uh, and and draw. And also, my mind works works kind of like faster, so it's uh, it, it it's a faster medium of expression for me. Yeah. You know, words are the fastest, but this is like in visual terms, this is like I, I you know the fastest I I can get. Yeah. What is the most challenging part of being a colorist as part of a team that's working on a title? Um, the most challenging, I think like it's, you know, locking on the vision to, to, to nail down something that everybody's going to like, you know, especially when, when we are, when I get on a project and with new people. So, you know, getting getting along with new people and seeing, you know, what we're going to do, how we're going to do, solving the, the problem and seeing what everybody thinks about the, how the story should go. So that 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 is like, you know, like outlining the story through coloring, like you know, the other direction. That's the most challenging. Yeah. Setting the tone, and then when, when we set and everything is in line, we can, uh, you know, everybody can do their part. Right. Yeah. Um, how important is that communication, and how often is that communication taking place between the writer, the penciler, the inker, the colorist, the letter? Like, are there can you walk us through what that looks like when you're working on a title with a team like that? <clears throat> well, I personally deem that extremely important. I like to do that. And when there is a chance, I like to do Zoom calls. Sometimes that's not an option. So we go through emails and then like, I'm, I like to, to write and then like give my thoughts. Like, I, I think this, this, and this, and this. What do you guys think? And then the editor comes in and says, okay, this is cool. We might do this different. Then the writer comes in. And everybody expresses their opinion. And then we go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and uh, we get, you know, what what we want to do. 
And then I send pages how I do them so everybody can give their feedback. So if we need to do revisions, we do them. And uh, that's, uh, that's, the pro that's the process that I'm going through. And I like that. I enjoy that. I mean, it can be lonely, you know, when you're sitting in your room and like doing art all day. And we already are like, you know, across the world. You know, some publishers are across the United States. Some are in Europe. Some, you know, people are, you know, around the world. Somebody from Europe goes, you know, to Asia on, on, a, on a vacation. And we go through several different, you know, time zones and stuff like that. So it's a, it's an important thing. And also, I always kind of like felt it like we are like kind of we're, we're in a band, you know, like everybody's doing their thing. And then we have that, you know, band chemistry and jamming on it and expressing the ideas. And we, we make something cool that's, uh, the, you know, the, the flow of uh, creativity. Like that's 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 an amazing thing that I uh, I like. And then, you know, when I when I meet them at Comic-Con, because I, I'm visiting mostly a uh, New York Comic Con. Mm -hmm. When we meet, that's that's you know even better than like with all that hype talking and everything and like it, it's a it's a it's an I think that's a, that's one of the important things in in doing uh, a good book. Yeah, is it, being a team. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Is there a a certain genre that you like more or like the best for your art? Um, yeah, it's yeah. definitely science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> science fiction is where you like the most, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, science fiction is, I, I like it the most because uh, unlike the other genres, like, that's the genre that basically, you know, asks you to, like, step out of your comfort zone because, you know, in horror, we can imagine it's more like on internal stuff and, like, you know, our surroundings, you know, you can paint your own dark and make something... But with science fiction, you basically have to invent something that doesn't exist. You know, we we do a story on a spaceship. We gotta design the spaceship. You know, how's the space going to look? What's going to be there? You know, how are the doors going? Like all the you know, kind of like a game design. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a creative uh, process, and that's what I that's why I like uh, the the science fiction. But horror is also cool. Uh, drama school like uh, slice of life i work in kind of you know those stories so i did a lot of genres like adventures mm -hmm. pulp stuff pulp, pulp is cool like you know the 60s and 70s and 40s like all those legacy characters like yeah. that's uh that's interesting so yeah science fiction definitely but all, all the other are interesting you know to experience yeah, nah, I'm a big science fiction guy, too. I'm a big Green Lantern fan and, you know, anything sci-fi related, I love. So I, I can relate to you, Vladimir. I, I enjoy it as well. And I love that the thought of the unknown. And like you said, um, you know, there's so much about like the sea that we don't know about. There's so much about outer space that we don't know about. So your mind can really travel and uh, develop things on your own. So I would think from an art artistic standpoint, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Especially for example, you mentioned Green Lantern. Like, uh, I, I think he's super cool because you can be creative. Like, you know, he has a green ring that like makes everything from your mind. So when you when you're a creator, like you can go <laughs> whatever you want. Like that that can so many can tell so many cool stories with that. Like, you can go unlimited. Yeah, exactly. So, totally, totally, totally. Like, like it. Like, and Silver Surfer as well. And yeah, Galactus and like. 
that's like you know the true cosmic sci-fi that's based on Earth stuff. I like that. Me too. Me too. Now, um, you've worked on a lot of different titles. I just wrote a few of them down. You've already mentioned a couple, but Highlander, Robocop, Where Monsters Lie, Starship Down. Like, there is a lot of stuff that you've worked on, Vladimir, over the last, you know, 12, 15 years, which is amazing. You're a busy, busy man, which is awesome, right? (laughs) Yeah. Do you have a... This might not be a very fair question and it might get you in trouble, but do you have like a a favorite title that you worked on? Um, Or is that (laughs) going to create issues with all the people that you've worked with over the years? Um, No, no, uh, it's not going to be an issue, but I can say that I have a a favorite title. um, Because um, Every title I worked on is my favorite at the moment that I worked on it. Like it's a process, and when it's finished, you know you kind of detach from it. You you enjoy the process. You enjoy the it, it's the, the the one at the moment of uh, working on it. But each of those is a uh, it came from different uh, time of my life, different settings, different circumstances, uh, and. Each one was like, equal exciting, so I can't pinpoint out like that or that one or you know. So the uh, the ones that I was uh, filling, they might be like secondary because those weren't my titles to to name them like that because I was brought on the on the books mm-hmm. to help out. I had a, a few of those projects along the years. But most of the most of the books are um, the ones that I brought on and we, we created. Yeah. But some 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 did pretty well for the past years. So that's that's awesome. that's the answer. I can I can pinpoint like you know like which one I like more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that that's very fair. That's very fair. Um, can you share with us what is the comic book scene like in Serbia? Like, is there a local comic book store pretty close to where you live, or do you have to travel a little bit um, if you want to go pick up whatever's uh, new on the newsstand? Uh, comic book scene in Serbia and Europe is is a bit different than America. We don't have uh, there there are localized comic book shops, not but uh, mostly in the bigger cities and in the capital cities. But we do have like the bookstore chains all across the country and region. So kind of like, you know, Barnes and Noble stuff. So all the comic book publishers are going through those channels and through online services, through online, you know, kind of like Amazon and all of that online uh, sales. So that's the way uh, books are distributed here. Yeah. Through bookstores online and a few custom-made uh shops yeah my my understanding is the the every wednesday getting your new comic books is really a a u.s canada thing but in most countries it is mainly graphic novels are a little bit thicker books um magazine style and yeah you you pick those up at a, a bookstore as opposed to your local comic book shop right yeah yeah um europe uh europe has a different model like mm-hmm. there are several models here. Uh, France has their own bundle of design, like the hard covers, the big ones, yeah. 45, 50 pages that come like three, four, five months per, per book. Mm-hmm. So they have the bookstores, they have their model. 
Uh, in Italy, we have uh, a different type of model. They are pretty much like uh, kind of like American graphic novels, but the stories are like you know the series is like made of graphic novels, kind of monthly issues. Like you have a standalone story of ninety pages that is the same size of uh, of American comic, and you follow the character and like they have like one hundred of those issues. Each each of them is like a standalone story. There is like kind of like an overarching arc, somewhere metafictional. But you can pick up any of those and read them anywhere, and that's uh, that's how they roll in Italy. The rest of the the rest of Europe, I'm not too much familiar. They're like mixed import export combination most of it. So that's the stuff here. And manga, of course, manga is everywhere. Yeah, so. manga is huge. Yeah, it's it's uh, overtaking comics in the U.S. I assume throughout Europe too. It's a uh, it's pretty strong. Yeah. yeah. Are you a manga but fan, you, you, Vladimir? I am, yeah. I read some, you know, Death Note and Akira and like some of the classics. Yeah. And I, I, I check them. I mean, you cannot blame them because they do have some really cool stories. Like they have like genre for everything. So, it's a, it's a, it's a genre-based stuff, you know. And people can relate to characters and their stories and everything. And you know, that's a, that's a cool thing. Yeah. So that you can see why they're popular. And the art style is appealing. I mean, like the the hyper realistic backgrounds with stylistic uh, characters. That's um, that's a cool. That's like on a psychological level, you can relate to like cartoonish stuff easily. Yeah. So, in a way, you know, they're cool. Yeah. Have you had a chance to work on anything on the manga side, or no? Uh, actually, I did. Oh. On one project, yeah, for uh, Z Two Comics. Yeah. I worked in. I think it's two thousand. Uh, two thousand. 2021. Mm -hmm. mm, 2000, yeah, 2021. Um, I worked on a book titled Noctis. Noctis. Yeah, uh, it's about um, it's a sci-fi sci-fi story. Nice. <laughs> as manga for um, Hilltop Hoods band. Okay. Because Z2 publishes the books uh, based on uh, music bands. So they're doing like bringing music and culture. So that's that's a, also a cool thing to to explore. So I worked on the manga, yeah, and I tried to like do that, like industrial sci-fi on a distant planet. Stuff happens there. So it was it was a cool project to work on. Is it much interesting experience working on manga um, than a comic book, like a U.S. comic book? Is there a lot of difference between how you would color those two? Uh, no, I kind of approached. Uh, a more simplistic way, you know, Sim simpler rendering of faces and clothing and much more flatterer backgrounds because the backgrounds are already realistic. So you don't need to do like much rendering there, just making like mood and atmosphere to be right, you know, specific to the, the story. So it was, a, yeah, that was an interesting uh, approach and experience i had to like research a little to see you know what are they doing over there in you know asia and japan how are their coloring stuff so i wanted to have an experience you know like this is the chance so kind of a so fun that's what i did and sorry a kind of a it was a fun challenge for you it was yeah but it wasn't too much difficult because you, you draw like you know muscle memory from the experience before so <laughs> yeah that was a uh, that was interesting. Yeah, 
What are some of the the current stuff that you're working on right now that you're allowed to share, uh, Vladimir? Um, I cannot share right now uh-huh. almost anything that I <laughs> I do have some projects that I'm working on with a with a publishers, but yeah. I it, it's not announced yet, so I'm not allowed to say anything. No, no, no! Don't get in trouble, so, man. It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. So at this point, you know, it's happening. But you are you are you do have a project right now that you're working on though. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I do. That's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Glad you're staying busy, so, my friend. That's amazing, man. So l- let's talk about some of the publishers that you've worked with, uh, Vladimir, because we talked a little bit about Boom. We talked about the, yeah. uh, it was Z2, right? Z2, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mad Cave. What'd you do at Mad Cave? Uh, I can't tell tell you anything yet. Oh, so no. that's that's some of the new. Okay, so we'll, we'll skip that Dark Horse you've worked with. Um, top cow yeah, with uh, you know Mark Sebestri, Matt, all of those guys over there. Yeah, yeah. I worked. Okay, let's go with Dark Horse. Okay. Um, uh, my first project with Dark Horse was Starship Down, nice. which was uh, creator own stuff between Andrea Moody, me, Justin Giampoli, and Sal Cipriano. Nice. So it, it's a peculiar one because uh, it came out in March of 2020 when the pandemic happened. Yeah. So That's it tough. had like a, yeah, it's a pandemic child. It survived, but, uh, you know, it, it, it got canceled after issue one. And then we decided to, Dark Horse decided because the whole thing was under lockdown and, you know, everything. And they decided to go straight to trade. So in October 2020, it got out and, as a trade. And for the relatively short amount of life that it had, like issue one to trade, like it it was a really good um, reception. And uh, like a year and a half later, I go to Dubai on a vacation to see World Expo and like the city because I was never there before. And I go into the bookstore in Dubai and I find that comic book there. Like of all other comic books of all other places, I found my own creator of comic book there. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> Amazing feeling, huh? And a lot of yeah, and a lot of other like, you know, cool American comics. Yeah. Because yeah. they're importing comics book from, from UK. Yeah. And books and everything. Like publishing goes through that those channels. So that was like an interesting project. And then last year, uh Comic Book Resources made a list of top ten comic books from Dark Horse who would be cool to to be adapted into a movie. And Starship Down was like number eight or number seven or something like that like i was like nice yeah so that was the first one the second one was apparently much more success successful one uh, where monsters lie mm-hmm. um that was a project that Piotr was asking me like would you like to join me in a project it's a horror i like it you'd like it too and the writer is cool i did not i did not know who it was at the moment i was like yeah sure why not and we started, like, we went into it, then we found out it was Carl Starks, which, you know, who is amazing. Yep. Both, both like, you know, guy and a person and a, and a creator. Yeah. So we started doing that, and we went, like, with zero expectations. Like, it was a cool story. Everybody loved it, and we were like, okay, let's have fun. Let's do it. I uh, I decided to approach it because kind of it's like, you know, like a, it's like kind of like a killers in a, gated community like all the mundane stuff of life like you walk talk like you know build a 
the this you know something you know for the for the food and talk uh, occasional murder like you know it's really bizarre <laughs> so i decided to approach it like you know slightly more european french style of coloring and like the mundane everyday stuff so i researched normal norman rockwell painter you know american painter to see because he had those realistic stuff and uh, paintings and approach and everything you know satirical sarcastic approach to american life so i researched him and i researched jeffrey Dahmer on his interviews which were like ice chilling the guy sitting talking to you like you know exchanging food recipes except it's like you know talking about like his victims so yeah. that level like casual stuff easy breezing like that that was like that was a thing that i was like i need that to put into a comic that's freaking scary like i was scared to death while watching that on youtube so you know that that was the line where i wanted to put so that's how i approached it yeah. and it resonated with the people a lot and dark horse did an amazing pr they created a trailer did a lot of pr online people did a lot of reviews of it and um, we got again comic book resources named it one of the top 10 horror comic books of 2023 yeah. comicsology as well did that and now in january we found out that it was like nominated for a supreme achievement in graphic novel category for the brand stalker awards you know the wow. horror awards yeah the horror awards that's so we did it really really well i had no expectation something like that would ever happen like you know it's one of the uh, like thousands of uh, indie comics yeah. so it took, it took everybody by surprise. Congratulations. That's huge. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> so that was like that was the dark horse. That was the, my dark horse era. Now uh, we're in talks for something. You know, they're interested to put me on something else as well. So we'll see. Yeah. No, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Uh, what about Top Cow? What did you work on at Top Cow? Uh, I worked on um, Fourth of Earth. Mm. Yeah, the science fiction with Zach Kaplan and Andrea Moody. Yeah, Matt and and Mark were the you know the editors and producers of it. So I worked on eight issues there, and then uh, because it was work for hire and we had a you know there was a pause in production, I moved on something. So they they finished the series with another colorist, but it was a it was a great series and now they're doing a hardcover edition a deluxe edition it's coming out in june i think or july they just announced it like last week or so so it was a, it was that was an interesting science fiction project because like we had to design a lot of stuff out of nothing right the spaceships yeah. the, the port the aliens the story the you know, kind of like suspense action so that was a that was a cool project to work on that i think we did that one in 2018. Okay, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Man. So that was a, that was a, my, you know, top cow era. <laughs> top cow era, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, you work for some really awesome publishers and, uh, well, you've really uh, touched a lot of different titles, uh, Vladimir. So congratulations and congratulations on all the success yeah. where monsters lie. <laughs> which is huge starship down yeah. in the Middle East. I think that's pretty cool to walk in. Yeah. <laughs> that was, so that, that, was the, 
if I can pinpoint the like the the, the highlight surprise of my so far career, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could see that how that could be the one, man. That it's so random, especially knowing what that title went through during the pandemic, and for it to still be in the Middle East, that's huge, man. <laughs> that that title is a fighter. I can tell you that. <laughs> I I I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if some movie studio decides to like get a like a license. Man. So who knows? Yeah. Um, it, yeah. The life of a comic book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Vladimir, man, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate uh, having you on today, man. It is a blast getting to meet you. I hope you could uh, come on again, and I'd love to have you back, um, especially when uh, you start to work on some of these new titles, when you're able to start to talk about it. We'd love to have you back to talk about those titles and everything that you're working on. But uh, congratulations on all your success, man. You've touched a a lot of people through your art and uh, through a lot of titles. So <laughs> you're a busy man. You're like one of the hardest working guys in comics, I think, man. No, no, I, I'm not sure about that. But yeah. um, I mean, I had my ups and downs in like, you know, in this 12 year span. Like there were times where I like, I couldn't do work. I, I had to take a break and, you know, like life takes its toll. Like, you know, stuff happens in the back, like every, with everybody, everybody. So it's a, you know, it's swimming. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, uh, yeah, no, you're right. It, it is kind of a roller coaster. And, but uh, I feel like you've, uh, over the last 12 years, I'm hoping over the last few years, you've gotten a lot busier um, just because of everything that you've been able to produce. Um, so, yeah, hopefully this year is a, a real busy year for you as well. We'll see. We'll see where to start. So, <clears throat> that's one of the things. I mean, I, I don't know. I have some ideas. I mean, you know, I have I've been in talks with a few publishers. So, you know, all I know is like I, I will be busy, but what exactly is going to come up? I don't know that. So it's kind of like a surprise. Yeah. I think so. It it's refreshing. So you know, you get a offer from like out of the blue, and like it's a cool project, and they're like, yeah, that's cool. Let's do it. <laughs> but you know that you you know you're. It's a it's a business like I'm kind of like kind of like a hybrid business. I do my own you know promotion and everything online to keep in touch with people and all of that, and you know for for my own like entertainment. And then like I produce the work and the work catches up, and you know some of it has its own um, you know life. Hellraiser was made into a movie, nonetheless in Serbia. That was like that was another like I completely forgot about that. That was also like the whole production was here in 2021 or. 2021, 2022, I can't remember, but like it was, it was here, so that was interesting. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they they used some of the designs that we worked on, on, on on the book like ten years ago, so that was cool. And yeah, the Highlander is going getting a reboot, so who knows what's going to happen with that? Like, RoboCop was sold to amazon so the, the video game that came out now is awesome like they they plan to do i think a movie or a or a tv show so who who knows what's going to happen in the future but i'm optimistic i'm, I'm like super cool and I, that's like in the part of the my own work that's gonna hopefully they're gonna come back and like yeah take it to, to the next level so yeah that's, do, you, uh, do you visit uh new york every year for comic-con 
Um, not every year. I've been to I've been last year. Last year I I stayed in the US for almost five months on two occasions. My cousin's sister lives in Florida. So I stayed there for a while. I, I attended Megacon in Orlando, which happened I think like this weekend. Yeah, it just happened. Uh, yeah. So that was my experience last year. And I went to New York and in 2022, I was in New York as well. And then before that, the last time I was uh, in US was in 2017. When when are you so planning think... to come back for a, a Comic-Con again? Have you thought about that this year or not yet? Um, Yeah, yeah, I'm planning for, for October. Okay. I was thinking maybe to try out San Diego this year, but uh, that's a bit more complex, you know? Like... Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's in June, right? June, yeah. something like that. May, July, June. June. So yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah. That would be but awesome. San Diego. I, I live very close to San Diego, so yeah. Well, I do want to visit California. You know, all that West Coast to see. So it's probably going to happen next year because I plan to like do more con conventions in US in the future. So for this year, because I have like a pipeline, I have to finish my book and I have a few projects. This is the this is the working year, so the next year is going to be more promotional. So, but New York is a must. Like that's a, you know, cool. that's the one and only, <laughs> like the title says. <laughs> so it's like I mean I I like it. I like the pop culture. I like all that experience. Like you know, it's it's cool. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I hope uh, when you're back. Um, I'm able to bump into you. So I don't know if I'll be at New York this year, but I'm at San Diego every year. And so hopefully I'll be able to bump into you. But man, Vladimir, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast. You're always welcome here. So anytime that you have something that you want to talk about, or we could just hang out and talk sci-fi, we could do that too, Vladimir. But uh... <laughs> we can do that. Like I'm I'm down for it. I'm, I'm a sci-fi geek. So we can talk a bunch of stuff. We can talk pop culture, like, you know, all of that, like, it's it's not I'm not a stranger to that as well. So sure. We might we might do that at some point. Why not? Like you know, I'll buzz you, so we we can we can organize something. But why not? This is like this is like a, you know the the business stock of comic books. Exactly. <laughs> you know from the from the back backstage, <laughs> so we can go with like you know we can go and do do the fan talk as well. Absolutely. I am a fan. Have you uh, have you watched the Expanse yet? Uh, the TV show? Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't finished it, but I watched, like, first two seasons. And yeah. I, I, I bought the ebook, but I haven't got to, to read it. Like, it's, I just bought it. Like, I, I want to check that out. Like, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, we have to, when you finish, you have to come back on and we could just do a show talking about The Expanse because I've loved it. I have one more season to go and I've been going through it, but uh, it's such a fun sci-fi uh, series. Um, I... I'm kind of sad that they're not doing any more of it, but you know, I think they have five seasons. That's pretty good. Yeah, the Amazon, the Amazon bought right the last two seasons, if I remember. Correct. Yeah, they, they, they did three, and then Amazon purchased it, and they did two more, and then it ended. Um, but man, it would be really neat to to see what else they do, or maybe even make just like a, a feature film out of a, a certain story. But that would be really cool. But the, the acting and the it was just so well done. I just really enjoyed that one. Yeah. yeah, we can do that. Like, you know, there's a lot of shows <clears throat> right now that are super cool. I mean, Star Trek has like a yeah, the whole the whole series like of awesome shows. I, I, I watched Discovery, I was mind blown, like it was so good. 
<laughs> Picard was good as well. I haven't got to to watch Strange New Worlds, but uh, I I, I want to do that. And like, it's just like that's good. I, I watched everything else before, so <laughs> I gotta I gotta like keep on the stay in line, the right? You have to keep that line, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, it, it's nice. I mean, like you get a you get a, the full experience. Like two years ago, I did that with Marvel movies, but not the way they came out, but how they intended to be chronologically. Oh yeah. So I watched twenty-two movies like you know two months row. It was winter, so you know, like one movie per two three days. Yeah, why not? Yeah, like the continuation. So it, it and it it makes uh it makes a really um it makes a really good uh, experience to you know the round experience and everything what they want to do. Something gets a little bit more repetitive, but you know when you watch twenty movies of the same genre like. In a continuity, you 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 kind of like see, and then when when you make those things for a living, you you also have the tools to see. So kind of like, but it was still cool. So yeah, I'm totally down to that. We talk about the pop culture stuff. Like, I love it, man. I love it, Vladimir. We'll definitely, <laughs> we'll definitely do that, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll 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 buzz you. We can do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know when you have time. We'll do it for sure. It'll be a lot of fun, man. All right, just just as soon as I finish some deadlines. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta have the deadline before you have fun, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, no deadline, no, no, you know, ability to pay bills. So exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's the unfortunate part, right? Is uh yeah, there's always bills. So it's okay, it's okay. I manage. Exactly, exactly. Well, Vladimir, thank you so much for joining me today. I had a blast talking to you and I can't wait to do it again, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we definitely got to do this again. Yeah, absolutely. And then as far as how people could follow you, are you on X, Instagram, Facebook, all of that? Yeah. Yeah. Facebook, X, Instagram. I I have a TikTok as well, which is not super active, but like I'm experimenting with it. But definitely Facebook and like Instagram and X, that's that's the, you know, the trilogy, the holy trilogy of social networks. Exactly. And is it just your name? And yeah, and LinkedIn. Oh. LinkedIn is also. LinkedIn is a... Oh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn, yeah. yeah. That's where yeah. you and I that's how, that's how, yeah, that's how I found about your podcast, yeah. Awesome. So. Very good. And it's just your name, Vladimir Popov, as far as Instagram? Uh, no, it's, um, it's a bit different. Um I kind of like I I haven't branded that part okay. the best, yeah. <laughs> so and now you know I branded some of it, you know, but some of it is old, so it's a, but it's there, like you know, LinkedIn LinkedIn is like the hub, yeah. and I have everything there, so then people can like go, beautiful and uh, yeah. So I'll put all the links in the description that way if people want to follow your work and and everything that you're doing. I'll uh, send you. Yeah, please. Yeah. Thank you, Vladimir. Appreciate it, man. Make sure we get uh, more eyes on all the great things you're doing. Thank you so much. Thanks for the exposure and talk. Oh, I loved it, man. I, I love meeting you. I, I appreciate you reaching out to me. And uh, until next time, my friend, I, I hope you have an amazing uh, rest of your week. You too. You too. <laughs> talk soon, Vladimir. Bye.